Welcome back to the show, everybody. Got a great episode for you today. In this episode, I will be reviewing In Order, Werewolf by Night, which is the first in a line of TV specials that Marvel is calling special presentations. That will be a non-spoiler review, so if you don't want spoilers for that, you are covered. After that, last thing I will review is episode 8 of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. That will be a purely spoiler review, so if you don't want spoilers for that, go ahead and click off the episode after my review for Werewolf by Night. But uh, yeah, those are my reviews for today. Just wanted to say right off the bat, in case you didn't see on my Instagram page, which is at film underscore punch, uh, I have had COVID for the last week, still have it right now as of recording this, and this isn't my first take trying to do this intro because I just keep coughing a lot, and you might not be able to tell right now, but I am super congested, so kind of took the week off and tried to recover and whatnot. I went to the ER twice because my stomach was just, I had the worst stomach pains I've ever had in my life, and honestly thought I was dying for a little bit there. But I'm starting to get better now. Like I said, I still have COVID, so just bear with me. In this episode, I'll be taking pauses. You might hear me cough a little bit. might hear me sniffle. Uh, might hear me take some gulps of water. But yeah, just bear with me through this one and probably the next couple as I still recover because it's not going to be an easy recovery. It's, that's proving to be very obvious already. But yes, thank you already in advance for bearing with me. I appreciate you. Uh, Before we get into this episode and my reviews, I do have to thank today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases, and you own those. So that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So 2022's Werewolf by Night is a TV special made for Disney Plus by Marvel Studios and is the first in a line of what they are calling a Marvel Studios special presentation. Um, So this Werewolf by Night, the TV special, Halloween special, I guess you can call it, is the first and I believe the second will end up being the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which yes, will be made specifically for Disney Plus. And uh, these kinds of things, they're like short films slash, I don't know, they're specials. And they're meant to introduce newer characters as well as just kind of build on already existing characters, which, you know, we'll see with the uh, the holiday special. 
But yeah, um, right off the bat, I just want to say I am very congested right now. I still have COVID, still getting over it. A little bit better than my uh, review for She-Hulk. I think I'm going to be able to get through this one a little bit easier. But yeah, uh, still got to gotta warn you guys right off the bat because I'm still not at 100%. But yeah, Werewolf by Night, let's talk about it. Uh, it's directed by Michael Giacchino, who, correct me if I'm wrong, I know he's a composer, and I know he's composed music for a lot of the Marvel films, and possibly the TV shows as well, but I'm pretty sure that he actually composed the Marvel Studios, like, intro as well. Could be wrong on that, correct me if I'm wrong down in the comments below, but yeah, he is a very great composer, and has done a lot of great work. And here he is directing this TV special, um, which it's it's uh, very different from anything Marvel has ever done. But I'll get to that in a minute. I want to credit some other people here. Uh, the teleplay is by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron. Story by Heather Quinn. And the character of Werewolf by Night slash Jack Russell was created by Gary Conway, Michael G. Plug, Roy Thomas, and Gene Thomas. And uh, the cast we have here, we have Gail Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell, the uh, werewolf by night himself, which uh, I guess I should say itself. But it makes it very obvious from the poster and the trailer that this character is the werewolf. Um, so no, it's not Andrew Garfield saying that he's not going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, if you understand that reference, you're cool. But... Yeah, um, it, it makes it really obvious that he's the werewolf, not just with the trailers and the uh, the poster, but also just like getting started with the uh, the special makes it very obvious which character is supposed to be the werewolf in this instance. So um, I think it would have been a little bit cooler if they were able to keep that a bit of a mystery and try to figure out who's who uh, throughout the course of the special, but for sake of time, I kind of understand it. Also, for the sake of marketing, you gotta like be like, "Oh, this is gonna be our werewolf by night." But I think it would have been cool if they uh, would have left that a little bit more of a mystery. But you know, given that on IMDb, we'd be able to see these names anyway, and that would spoil it enough. So, if anybody really cared about that stuff and knew about the comics, then they would already know, and they would probably leak it online and talk about it on New Rock Stars. But yeah, let's get into the other cast members here. We have Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone, which, honestly, Gail Garcia Bernal is fantastic in this special, but the real standout to me is Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. Um, I remember hearing about this casting, not really knowing who she was. Uh, the only show I'm, like, slightly familiar with that she was on is Outlander. Um, but, oh yeah, by the way, Gail Garcia Bernal... I think the only thing I've seen him in is Old, the uh, M. Night Shyamalan film, but I thought he was pretty good at that. So uh, the entire time I was watching, I was like, this guy looks so familiar. And then I look into his IMDb page and I'm like, oh yeah, he was in that movie. But uh, yeah, Laura Donnelly in here is absolutely fantastic as Elsa Bloodstone and my favorite character in here. Honestly, I can't wait to see Gail Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly in the MCU again. Uh, but we also have Harriet Sans Sansom. Uh, will you, ah, can't talk right now. Um, uh, give me a second here. A little burp. That's gross. Uh, Harriet Sansom Harris as Verusa, uh, which I believe is the stepmother to Elsa Bloodstone. 
Uh, we have Eugene Bondurant as Linda. We have Leonardo Nob as Simon. We have Kirk R. Thatcher as Joven. We have Carrie Jones as Man-Thing. We have David Silverman as the Flaming Tuba. We have Jacob Maya as Jake Gomez and Al Hamaker as Billy Swan. That is the entire cast for this special. Very small cast, but it makes sense with the runtime. It's only about, like, what, 50 minutes? So uh, you can only fit so many people into the, that time frame without making it feel like there's too many people in there. Um, and even with the people that you have in here, like... Even with the two main characters here, Elsa Bloodstone and Jack Russell, slash Werewolf by Night, um, you only get so much backstory with them and get to know so much about them in this 50 minutes. So I do wish this was a little bit longer. Like maybe maybe a full hour would have helped. Maybe like an hour and 10, 15 minutes. Because we still don't really know a whole lot about these characters. And this is kind of meant to introduce these characters into the MCU. And uh, and that way you know about them going forward as long as you keep up with everything. But you only get so much. So you kind of got to fill in the blanks a little bit with your possibly your own imagination. And also just, you know, certain things that they said in the uh, in the show to kind of give context clues. But yeah, uh, yeah, that being said, I still enjoyed them. Uh, but like literally everybody else in this in this uh, special, nothing against the actors, but like they're just there to, you know, be hunters, and the one lady is just there to be like an evil stepmother essentially. Um, other than that, like uh, Carrie Jones's man thing, which by the way he was Black Crescenton on uh, on Book of Boba Fett. I definitely remember him from that because. Even under that Wookiee makeup that he had on, I can still kind of, like, those eyes, I, you know? Something about his eyes, I was just like, that is so recognizable. But, yeah, um, can't really tell here because the character is all CGI. But it's it's a very interesting character. I don't know fully how I feel about it yet. And I don't know quite where it fits into this world that that they've built over these however many years. But... I'm open to it for sure, and it feels like something we could have seen in Multiverse of Madness, possibly. So, uh, interesting character for sure. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are going to be just in love with the character, almost like Baby Yoda a little bit, but not to that extent. Uh, but yeah, it kind of has like a a childlike uh, innocence to it. So, uh, but yeah, let me talk a little bit about this uh, about just the setting and how how it feels overall. Um, the music overall, like, oh my god, since it's Michael Giacchino, it's not surprising that the music really hits, but the music really hits in this, uh, almost said series, in this special, which by the way, if this were a series, I I don't think it would have worked. Uh, I've heard other YouTubes, YouTubers say this, I think 3C Films said this, uh, if this was a series, it wouldn't have worked as well as having it being a TV special, just a one and done thing. Uh, it might have been Sean Chandler that said that, but yeah, um, I, I love the music in it just from the very beginning. It like sets the tone. They even kind of uh, play around with the Marvel Studios intro a little bit there and kind of add a more horror classic monster movie vibe to it. And uh, just from that, it like kind of sets the tone for what else, like what's coming for the rest of the 50 minutes or so. But um, 
yeah, also, if you haven't watched this yet, I'm not going to be doing, like, a spoiler talk on it or anything. Um, it's, like, 50 minutes. If you want a huge spoiler breakdown or whatever, I always recommend going to New Rockstars. But me, personally, when it comes to this specifically, I'm just going to kind of talk about how I feel about the special overall. But, um, yeah, let me see here. I already said that Elsa Bloodstone's the standout to me. Uh, it's very violent and bloody for being in the MCU, which is something we're going to have to get used to with shows like Daredevil Born Again and having the de uh, having the Deadpool <laughs> having Deadpool come into the MCU. It's something that that Marvel is going to want people to like ease into in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So starting it here it just kind of sets sets the tone for what Marvel could do in the future. Uh, and given that this special is in black and white almost completely, they do mess around with color a little bit, kind of like they did in WandaVision, just a teensy bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just with the black and white aspects here, you can show more blood because it's not as red. It's literally just black blood. Or in some instances, it looks very, very white or I don't know. A very vibrant color for some reason coming out of one character but uh yeah the with the darkness of the black and white you can't really tell that it's well, i mean you can tell that it's blood but like at the same time it just kind of looks like black sludge so they can get away with it a little bit easier but especially since it doesn't look as real it's still you know it's still the mcu so it looks real enough um but they kind of make it just a little bit cheesy just a little bit purposely uh, to give it that, you know, classic monster movie vibe. But with the updated effects and kind of the updated updated mindset for the way people are now. Where they kind of just want to see that blood. Whereas back in the day, like, you would you'd get it here and there. But, like, in a lot of movies, they really couldn't get away with as much. So, well, yes and no. I don't know. They can get away with things, with certain things, and couldn't get away with other things, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I really love just how dark and gritty and bloody and and violent that this is. It's not like the most violent thing you'll ever watch, but at the same time, it's not something I would necessarily recommend for younger kids. So um, I don't know if there's necessarily a... I would imagine if you're like on a child profile, this... Uh, this special wouldn't be available to you for good reason. But yeah, uh, let me see what else I have here. It does take quite a while to see the werewolf. Uh, but once the werewolf does show up and transform, it's the best part of the whole special. And it lasts long enough to enjoy it, I guess you could say. Um, the only, again, the whole, only gripe I have about this really is just the length of it. You don't get enough time to really get to know these characters, spend time with them, and then... It kind of just feels like, oh, all right, so we're introducing them for a minute here. Uh, yeah, kind of introducing what they're going to go do. Hey, they go do it for a little bit, and then, hey, they, uh, you know, this thing happens, and then, hey, this thing happens, and then, yeah. Um, I don't want to get into too many specifics here in case you haven't watched it yet, but I don't know. By the time you get to it, it's it's well over halfway over. And that's a little disappointing. I wish I could have gotten a little more. In fact, the whole theme of this review kind of in terms of this special is just like, I feel like they could have done a little bit more. Given the time that they had, could they have done it? It would have been very difficult, but um, 
again, it's it's just that length there. I think it needed to be a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really my only complaint about it is that, I mean, the complaint of having it not be long enough kind of gives me complaints for the other aspects of it, as in, you know, as I said before, not being able to develop the two main characters quite enough. But if we do see them again in the future, I hope we just get more of their backstory, get to know more about them. And kind of, I don't know. I don't want like a full-on origin movie or a full-on series. I don't know. Where are these characters going to pop up again? I have no idea. Maybe the Blade movie. Maybe there could be like a Midnight Suns thing that happens. Maybe with Moon Knight Season 2 if they plan on doing that, which honestly, I don't think they are but i i have no idea um but yeah let me see what else i have in my notes here probably not a whole lot of other things i need to say but uh yeah let me just read this completely uh not anything super crazy that feels like it's connected to much but it's a fun one-off special um perfect for the halloween season watch it at night it makes it feel more creepy um if you're a fan of the the classic monster movies then you're going to absolutely love this, especially if you like the kind of werewolf type of things. Um, I think I said this before, but no after or post credit scenes, so don't have to stick around for anything. And uh, yeah, last point here, I think people might be let down by this, not really having any connections. Like going into it, I want to set your expectations. Going into it, this doesn't have any cameos whatsoever from any marvel character this is its own thing that could be part of the marvel universe going forward but it's just introducing these characters and pretty much nothing else so um if if you're looking for like a bunch of easter eggs and cameos and seeing a bunch of connections to a million other shows you're not going to get that because with a lot of things that marvel does think about it they do certain things, they set up certain things in certain movies or TV shows that probably aren't even talked about or mentioned or come back up for movies, many movies or many TV shows later. I mean, that's kind of how the MCU is. So if you're the kind of person that doesn't like waiting super long to see where something goes, MCU might not be for you. But at the same time, I kind of get where you're coming from because it's just like, when, what is the point in everything? It kind of feels like at times there needs to be a point and a reason to everything. And She-Hulk as a show, like uh, completely off topic, well, not completely off topic, but uh, off the topic of, of uh, Werewolf by Night, She-Hulk as a show kind of shows that you don't have to have such interconnectivity between everything to make something feel fun. But at the same time, you know, the whole spoiler alert daredevil thing in the last episode is honestly the best part of that show. So I don't know, maybe I'm just talking to my talking out of my ass right now, but yeah, I'm going to stop there. I feel like I'm going to cough in a little bit here and my nose is super stuffy, but thank you all for watching. I would love to know what you thought of werewolf by night. If you have watched it down in the comments below, did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? Uh, for me personally, I, I liked it. I watched it a couple times, but it's probably not something I'm going to watch again unless this character shows up in another thing and then I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch that again. But, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. But yeah, let me know if you liked it down in the comments below. And if you didn't watch it, let me know if you're going to watch it. 
Uh, please no spoilers in the comments below. Don't be that person. Uh, leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next video where I will be talking about a movie or TV show. So see you later. All right, episode eight of She-Hulk Attorney at Law is available now on Disney+. Plus, and uh, this is going to be a very short video because I've tried recording this so many times. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have COVID right now. I've had it for about a week. I uh, even spent a couple days in the ER because I was having stomach issues related to COVID. So, yeah, I do not feel good enough to make videos right now or reviews or anything like that or talk for long periods of time. I can't even really talk for longer than four minutes without having a coughing fit. So, might still be a few days before I can make any more videos. Obviously, it'll be a little bit until I can go back to the movie theater, but just wanted to talk about this episode of She-Hulk real quick. Uh, little non-spoiler segment here. What a great episode. Uh, best episode yet. Absolutely love it. I'm sure a lot of people already know what went down in this episode and who, who showed up in this one, but yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is my favorite one yet. It, it turned around the show a lot for me, and I just hope with the finale that it it doesn't disappoint because it definitely left on a cliffhanger, and I was just like, okay, this can either go one of two ways. It can either be the best finale, and it, it could fix the show for the most part for me, which I haven't hated so far, but it's been a little lackluster, I won't lie. Um, but it can either, like... It can either make or break the show, essentially. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious about as to how how that uh, finale will go. But you know, um, as for this one, like I would rewatch, maybe not the whole show, but I'd at least rewatch this episode, which I've actually done twice. But yeah, um, and then a spoiler review for you guys if you haven't watched this episode yet or really don't want spoilers for it or any of the episodes so far, go ahead and click off the video, but I'm sure a lot of you already know by now uh, that we got a character in this episode that everybody has been waiting for the whole time, and uh, and that is Leapfrog. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, we got Leapfrog in this episode. It was really funny to see him, but Daredevil slash Matt Murdock in this episode, played by Charlie Cox. Oh my god, he just, like, I wouldn't want to say he fixed this show because the show wasn't necessarily broken, but it, I was just like, oh my God, is because me personally, like Loki is my favorite Marvel, like Disney plus show. And, uh, and Moon Knight is my least favorite, which I'm sure is surprising for a lot of people, but yeah, I just really didn't like Moon Knight a whole lot. I didn't like how the story kind of, I don't know, the thing about a lot of the Marvel shows, especially with the ones like, what is that, like, six episodes or something like that, they always manage to, like, kind of fumble the landing on the finale, and, um, they, like, have, they leave too much open-ended in that second-to-last episode to where you're, like, I don't know how they're gonna be able to wrap it up in, what, like, 30 to 40 minutes, and for me, just, they couldn't really do it with that. And um, that's kind of what I'm worried about with this show, especially since the runtime is, like, for each of these episodes is really short, and all of them feel really short. But I think they could definitely deliver a cool finale here. Uh, but back to the whole Daredevil thing. Um, he just, he really made this show 
exciting again. I mean, I haven't felt this good about the show pretty much since the first episode. You know, since that point, I think it kind of dropped off a little bit. But um, this is like kind of a little bit of a return to form, which, yes, it took way too long for it to, uh, you know, get to a point where I was like, okay, this this show is finally something that I wanted, which is not only like good action, good characters, a few cameos here, here and there, but like also the courtroom stuff, because that's basically what the character herself promised us is like, this is a fun kind of lawyer show. And we don't really see a whole lot of her, like, doing lawyer stuff, to be honest. So, um, I mean, granted, we didn't see a whole lot of it in this episode, but it was nice to see her go back and forth with another lawyer who knows what they're doing, which is Matt Murdock. So, um, yeah, just like any scene between Jen and Jen and, uh, and Matt in this episode, they're, they're worth watching all the other episodes that are just kind of I wouldn't say mediocre, but just kind of lackluster, um, as I said before. So I'm surprised I'm recording this long. I haven't had a coughing fit yet. Maybe I got some of it out of my system. But um, yeah, where what do I think is going to happen in the next episode? I honestly have no idea. I have a feeling Hulk might show up again because we have a pop figure or a pop figure of him from the show wearing kind of a similar suit to, to what Jen was wearing in this episode. So that could either just be like them kind of doing something from the first episode and just trying to put Hulk in there to like, I don't know, get people, to, which by the way, there's only a Jen pop figure of that. There isn't like a She-Hulk pop figure yet, which is weird, but um, maybe they just did that to have a Hulk in there, I guess, for the pops, but I think there could be a decent chance we might see him in this last episode. Um, and then people were theorizing, like, the leader, played by uh, the leader, right? I think it's the leader. Uh, played by, oh, shoot, what's his name? Tim Blake Nelson, I believe. Which, honestly, that actor is fantastic. He was in uh, the the Edward Norton, Ed Norton uh, Incredible Hulk movie from whichever year that was. Um and he was the one that got, like, the chemical or the blood dripped on him and his head started to get big. And that's a big character in the in the comics. That character is going to be showing up in the new Captain America movie. But, um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, see what I mean? One sec. <clears throat> uh, don't get COVID, folks. Um, but, yeah, people are, like, theorizing that's going to be the villain in the last episode. Like, the, the big reveal. Uh, but honestly, I, I don't know about that. While it would connect really well to the kind of myth, the mythology, not the mythology, but like, you know what I mean? Like the storyline of Hulk, because that's where that character started is in the Incredible Hulk. So to connect it to this show would make a lot of sense. And I can see where a lot of people are coming from that. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if that's... I, I don't really know if that's going to be who the villain is. I, I really don't. Could he show up at the end of the show as like a little cameo? I think there's a good possibility of that. But is he the main villain of this series? I don't really think so. That would be a little out of left field. But at the same time, I'd, be, I'd, I'd welcome it. I would welcome that surprise. 100%. 
but uh i think they're going for something a little less a little less cool honestly and uh i think that villain is going to end up being todd and <clears throat> excuse me i believe on the red carpet that actor mentioned that he uh his character is basically like a more douchey version of tony stark so that makes me wonder since tony stark had involvements and stuff like the Avengers and, and Shield and you know, his own companies and whatnot. What could uh what could Todd be doing on the side that we don't know about? So we know nothing about what he does. We just know that he's rich and we don't know why. So might be him, might not be. And if it's not, then I'm actually gonna be happy with that because uh yeah, fuck Todd. Not because like I think he's some evil villain, and I think he's an asshole, even though he is, but at the same time, I'm just saying fuck Todd, because, like, that'd be such a fucking lame reveal, and I wouldn't necessarily say that ruined the show for me, but I don't know, I would definitely have to take down a lot of points for having such a fucking lame-ass villain. Maybe they could turn around, maybe they could make him a cool-ass villain in that last episode, but everything I've seen from him so far, no offense to the actor, but fuck Todd. Why would, no, no thank you. Um, but yeah, Daredevil in this episode, fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely love Daredevil, love Charlie Cox, all that shit. Um, love seeing the fights between She-Hulk and Daredevil and also the kind of hallway fight with Daredevil and the, uh, in the, what do they call them, the tadpoles or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, the hallway fights just kind of brings it back to his own Netflix show that we had, and it reminds me heavily of stuff we saw in that. So, I mean, I feel like with this episode, people people are either going to be on two sides, and technically it's kind of four sides. Um, there's a side of people that haven't liked this show so far, and this episode's going to, like, they're really going to like this episode, and it's going to kind of turn it around a little bit for them. Or there's going to be people be people who, again, haven't liked this show so far, and this episode just makes it worse for them because it's not the way they want to see their beloved Daredevil character. Um, and then you have the people who have been liking this show so far, see this episode, love it, and um, they're like, holy shit, and then, you, you know, the rest, it makes sense there, but yeah, um, people are either really going to love this one or really hate it. I don't think there's going to be many people that are in between on it. But for me, I personally fucking love this episode. So there's my review slash kind of breakdown slash kind of predictions for the next episode slash all sorts of stuff there. Thank you for bearing with me through this uh, through this video. As you can tell, I'm still not feeling great, but I appreciate all of you. Hit the like button. Subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one with whatever I can do and however many days I will keep you posted, but see you later. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am on Instagram at film underscore punch. Yes, I wish it was just at film punch, but somebody has taken that name and has just not posted anything, no no uh, profile picture or anything. Gotta love that. That means... You know, if I reach out to them and I'm like, hey, I want that name, they're probably never going to see it because they're never going to log into that account again. So I feel like Instagram should have uh, a system for that. Maybe I'll try to figure something out. But as for right now, it's at film underscore punch. 
And for Facebook, I believe it's just like facebook.com slash film punch or something like that. Shouldn't be too hard to find. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the link in the bio of my Instagram will take you to a page full of links where you should be able to find where to watch on YouTube. And as I always say, you can get these reviews earlier over on my YouTube channel. So I recommend you go check that out there and subscribe, please. Getting very close to 100 subscribers. So I want to get to that, that point within the next like week or so, if possible. Um, but we shall see. I appreciate you guys listening nonetheless. Uh, in the next episode, not 100% concrete sure what I'm going to be reviewing yet, but the things that are coming up, um, I was going to review Lyle Lyle Crocodile and Amsterdam, and obviously because of COVID and whatnot, I had to skip those movies this week. Not sure if I'm going to go watch those ones, to be honest, because from what I hear, Amsterdam isn't that great. And Lyle Lyle Crocodile just seems like one I could skip out on. So might just skip out on both of those movies next week. Um, well, I guess it'll be this week when the episode comes out. But uh, yeah, this week Halloween, End comes out, Halloween Ends comes out and the finale of She-Hulk comes out as well. So I will definitely be reviewing those. And then I already watched Hocus Pocus 1. Just need to record my review for that. Excuse me, hiccups. And uh, then obviously I want to try and watch the second one. So we'll see what I end up getting to. I'm not trying to push it because I'm still recovering, as I said before. But once again, I appreciate you guys for listening. Go check me out on my social media pages and whatnot. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Mm-hmm.